Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Perfect. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. For today's episode, we have a special guest, a, a, a fellow SPT, and Jill is here on the podcast. We are so excited to talk with you more, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. So excited to be a part of this. Yes, we are so excited to hear your story, and um, for the listeners, do you want to talk a little bit more about how you got uh, into physical therapy and where you are today? Sure. So I want to start off by saying that once I graduated undergrad, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. So I went to undergrad um, at the University of Toronto in Canada. Uh, it was a great experience, but at the end of it, all I knew was I really like neuroscience, but I don't want to go to med school. So with that in mind, uh, I moved back home to New Jersey, which is where I am now. Um, and I took a year off to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I took a few more classes. I volunteered. Uh, and in that time, I explored a PT clinic. Um, I started volunteering and along with the classes I was taking, um, I spoke more with my mentor and realized, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. I can see myself um, doing this for the rest of my life. I enjoyed going there every other day, even though I wasn't getting paid. I didn't have to be there. It just was very rewarding. And after that, I continued, like I said, with some of the classes that I was taking. Um, and I realized that I didn't want to let go of the neuroscience that I really liked. Um, and I was a part of research back at University of Toronto. So I explored ways that I could keep my passion for neuroscience while also becoming a physical therapist. So luckily, I came across a master's program at Temple University. It's called Neuromotor Science. Um, I spoke to the faculty member there, the director of the program. I spoke to him about my interest, and he said that since both of the programs, meaning the master's program and Temple's DPT program, are both under College of Public Health, and they share faculty, if I wanted to, I could start, if I were to be accepted into the master's program, and start in fall of 2018. Um, I could do that and then apply to the DPT program in that cycle. And if I were to get into that program as well, 
I could possibly do a dual degree. So luckily I got into my master's um, and then I got into the DPT program as well. And we were able to work out a way that I could take enough credits for both programs and graduate with a master's in ADPT. So I'm very fortunate that I was able to find that program in my area because I didn't want to move too far. Um, so I worked out and it's been amazing to be honest. It's, it's a little difficult to manage as one can imagine, but it's the perfect cocktail, if you could say, for me because I am very passionate about physical therapy as well as the neuroscience research. So the neuromotor science program with the DPT is where I'm at now. I'm loving it. And that's incredible because as you said, it's super unique and it's quite an opportunity. I think some people listening who might be interested in that. I mean, you may have people reaching out to you just asking you questions about, oh, if I am wanting to do this, how do I go about it? And I think it's so cool. Yeah, I do get um, on my Instagram, I do, I do get that question quite often. How are you doing a dual degree or what is your master's in? And sometimes it's a little hard to convey that over a small like DM or I made a post about it, but it was still very brief because um, it's difficult to explain that timeline and the work that went into it because for Temple University, they they have a DPT PhD program, which I think uh, a couple of schools do have that, but they don't advertise DPT MS yet because it's still in the works and I'm, I'm kind of the guinea pig, like I said, so we're trying to make an official curriculum for it. So in the future, when there are students who are very interested in that, they can be like, okay, like this is what we have to offer. And since physical therapy as a profession, I think is advancing very rapidly recently, especially in terms of research, I think a program like that would attract a lot of students because research is what gets a profession to move forward. That's where all the innovation comes in, all the ideas. Um, so I think it would be, if, if somebody is interested in research or in that side of the profession, a program like this would be ideal. Definitely ideal. And I don't want to miss out on asking you this as well. It's not necessarily related to your dual degree, but about undergrad. So what made you go to the, the University of Toronto? So I, I've, I feel like I've moved around quite a bit. So I was born in India and I lived there for nine years before my family moved to Canada. And then we lived in Canada for two years and then my dad got a job in New Jersey so then we all up and moved over here and my brother and I had always wanted to go back to Toronto and live there and after right when I graduated high school he graduated from college and he got a full-time job in Toronto so we were like let's do this let's he had a full-time job there I got accepted to U of T so it just seems like you know, why not? This is the time to get out there and, you know, test out adventures. And, and UFC is an amazing school. So 
also very heavy on research. So it seemed like a good time to do something like that. And it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah, that is so awesome. And it's great that you got to have the college experience. And uh, what was your major at U of T? My major was neuroscience with oh, a minor in psych and bio. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is so great. And now that um, you've transitioned into your master's and your doctorate program, um, do you think that your undergrad uh, education like prepared you for you know going into PT school and kind of starting off with those anatomy classes and more of those physiology classes? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would really, I would like, I'd like to point out that the education in Canada versus here, I'm not sure how undergrad classes are here or the level of difficulty in colleges, but UFT was extremely challenging. And I say that because my, I remember my first bio exam. I was like, okay, like I took AP bio in high school. This is, it was just like self It was nothing crazy. It was like the Krebs cycle and photosynthesis, things like that. So I was like, okay, it's my first exam. I studied for it. I think I'll be okay. I ended up getting a 62 on that midterm. That was my first exam ever at UFT. And I was shook because I, I, I did relatively well in high school. So to get that first, C or C minus, whatever that was, it, it, I kind of took a big hit and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I wasn't ready for this. So then I had to change up my study styles and it took me a very long time to get used to that level um, of challenge, I guess. So, and then because after a few years I got used to it, when I came back here and I started, um, I took a few courses at a community college because I hadn't taken physics at U of T. It, it just wasn't a requirement, which is strange because it's a requirement everywhere here. I took that course and it was, it was super easy. And I was like, okay, like maybe, maybe this is just the one class. And then I started grad school and it got more challenging, but that's where I felt like, okay, this is similar to University of Toronto. So I would say U of T very much prepared me for grad school because it was the same level of difficulty, if not more in some classes, I'd say. Um, So I'm, yeah, I'm really glad that I went to U of T in that sense because now it, it really helped me build those study strategies and kind of always, it not just build study strategies, but how to adapt. To different classes because every professor is different every course is different you can't use the same study strategy in all of them um and that level of difficulty didn't change for me too much because i see some people going from undergrad to grad school and for them it's a big change because they're like oh undergrad was way easier this is this is more challenging so i didn't deal with that shift in difficulty because U of T was that difficult. So I'm grateful for that. But when I was in undergrad, I wasn't a big fan of that. Oh, in the moment, you're like, oh, why am (laughs) I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so I think also it's important to point out. So I 
actually don't know the differences. I should look into this before I ask you this question. Maybe you know, because you went to the University of Toronto, but for physical therapists in Canada, is it a doctorate mm -hmm. program? Uh, it's a master's program still over there, actually. Right. So I think, I think that also plays into it because now, you know, they still have a lot of the same classes that we do, but ours is so spread out. You know, ours is spread out over seven years instead of whatever mm -hmm. their master's is. So I think that could also right. play a big role in, you know, your undergrad was really difficult compared to our undergrad just because you mm -hmm. have the extra time and they kind of, <laughs> they stretch out other things that's and it's true. not so concentrated. Yeah, that, that's actually a very good point because if the majors have their two years to learn everything that we learn in three years, then they must um, very heavily rely on the knowledge that they learned in undergrad. Yeah, it's a great point, actually. I didn't think about that. I hope someone who is in Canada listening will correct me or confirm that. Because <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to I'll, look into this now. <laughs> I'll uh, reach out to some people from Canada and be like, can you please listen to this? And yes. this it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'm also curious because... Okay, so you transitioned from the University of Toronto to a college or to um, mm -hmm. your next degree, your now dual degree in America. And what else was that transition? Or I guess what else was difficult about that transition? Whether mm -hmm. it's school or whether it's the culture or whether it's anything. So one of the things that's been a big change is just moving from Toronto back to New Jersey. So I live in a suburb in New Jersey, but I go to school in Philadelphia. So I commute and Philly is obviously very much a city, but that 40 minute commute to the city does, um, it does, not take a toll on you, but it does affect you in some way. So in Toronto, it was, okay, let me just hop on a bus or hop on a train and go to school. And just, the commute wasn't that bad. And it was still a city overall. But coming back home, it's different because I feel like I'm, a, I'm very much a city person. Um, so going from that to suburbs was a big change. And Philly is very different than Toronto in terms of people, in terms of the place itself and things like that in general. So I feel like that's been, uh, I've, I've, it took me some time to adjust to that, but now, now it's better. And, you know, go, going from having that college social life there versus here now, because my high school friends moved away, so I didn't know many people here. While people that are in grad school in Philly, they ha they know people because they've either gone to undergrad around here or at least in some sense they've been around the area. So that was also something that was different, but nothing. It w it wasn't something too crazy, but that that physical change of location definitely had some repercussions. I love that because I like hearing about how people transition to different places, you know, and um, yeah. I only went to Toronto once, but 
you may correct me, but my perception of Toronto for the whole weekend that I was there, not very long, <laughs> but <laughs> it seemed like people were a lot friendlier. Um, yeah, they're super friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me coming from America, going to Canada, but they were so friendly. And I just feel like that would be hard to come back over here yeah. to leave Toronto. And then it's so bikeable you know, compared to yes. other places, which I love. Yeah. It's so, it's so well connected. Yeah. If you want to go from point A to point B, even in the middle of the night, let's say you don't want to call an Uber, you want to take a train or you want to take the bus. I never in my four years of undergrad, if I had to be in the library till three in the morning, and I had to take a train home or I had to take the bus home, even if I had to walk home, there wasn't a single moment where I felt unsafe in Toronto ever. But I don't get that same sense of safety here, which that, that is what, like, that's one of the things that's always concerning, but that's, that's any city, right? There's always going to be areas in a town or in a city they're not off limits but that you should be careful in but i i was just lucky enough in toronto i just never felt that way so that's, that's something that i miss as well and uh, i've been trying to like unmute myself i can't i was i was looking at you trying to do it and so i was like she's gonna get it <laughs> go ahead um i have never been to toronto but i really do want to go because from what both of you have said, it seems like an incredible city and I've never been to Canada. So that's on my bucket list for sure. But um, I'll, I'll give you all the tips and places to go whenever you yes. plan your trip. Oh, yes, make a little trip sure. advisor for you. <laughs> a little trip advisor. Yes. Uh, love that. But getting into your um, first few semesters of school, how has the adjustment to getting back into the classroom and, you know, going through your, you know, I know you said you're taking one class for your master's and mm -hmm. how has that been so far since you've started um, PT school? So my first semester, I didn't take any of my master's classes because I just wanted to make sure that I grasped the PT program and do well with anatomy because they even the faculty tells us like the first summer is challenging because you it's only 10 weeks um and you have to learn the entire body so that plus we have other classes that um we have to take so the first semester um it went really well and i really really enjoyed the cadaver lab because i i'm a very hands-on person and very i'm a visual learner so those hours that I put in the lab, I would say I learned the most in that time. So I, that those 10 weeks um, felt extremely long, but when they, were, when they were over, I was like, okay, I feel like I've never learned this much in this amount of time, and it was amazing. And taking all of that and then transitioning into the second semester, now that we're doing different skills, um, clinical skills, and then biomechanics as well, it's really rewarding when they explain a concept and you relate your anatomy to it. 
and it all makes sense because anatomy is just okay this this is this muscle and this is that bone but with biomechanics and clinical skills when all of that starts to fall into place and when you start to work on cases it's just extremely rewarding for me because I'm like oh my god I put all that work in and now now I can see how I can treat a patient with all that knowledge and then having the master's class it's definitely it it is uh, a handful because it I, I know it's just one class, but when you have to read research papers or like multiple research papers every week and then have discussions on them, it does take a good amount of time to understand even just the introduction sometimes. Not all, like research papers can be pretty hefty. So in that sense, it does add quite a bit to my plate, but it's also nice to have that class because it is different than my DPT classes. And I do enjoy reading papers. I do like having discussions. So that's, that's a nice class to have. Um, I have it basically at the, at the end of the week. So it's refreshing, but I've, I'm, I, I'm still trying to perfect the time management. I don't think it's ever going to be perfect, but um, I started making a calendar. I'm part of some extracurriculars, so I try to set time aside for that. So it's definitely a lot, but um, little by little, I'm transitioning and keeping trying to keep my little bag of things together. You're doing a lot, and I'm curious to see what does a normal week look like for you? Ooh, a normal week. Okay, so other than classes or just classes included? In classes included. Like, let's say we'll include everything, whatever you want to include. Some extracurriculars, some classwork, some whatever else you're doing throughout okay. the week. I'm just going to talk about this past week. I can just bring up my calendar. <laughs> so... We have our classes on Monday start at 8 a.m., which is, so there's a funny story. Um, one time, I don't know why, I think it was, it was just beginning of the semester that we had Labor Day weekend. So we didn't have that first Monday class at 8 a.m. too often yet. And one day I, I walk into class and it's 8.30. And I'm like, okay, class starts at 8.30. And I walk in at 8.30 and our professor is already lecturing. And in my head, I'm like, wow, it's like 8.29 and she started already. And then one of my friends came in, like came back um, from the bathroom, I guess. And she was like, oh, don't worry, you didn't miss too much. And I was like, what do you mean I didn't miss too much? I, class just started, right? And she's like, no, honey, class started at 8 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God, this is only the third week and I'm doing this already. Like. But now, so now every Monday I'm like, class is at eight, Jill. So anyway, <laughs> Monday started pretty early. Um, but yeah, Monday I mostly just have class. Um, we're done around three. So I try to go to the gym and after that, I try to just study everything that we learned that day. At least review because it's always a good reinforcement. Even if I don't entirely understand it, I try to just review so it's in my head. Um, Tuesdays, we only have one class, which is pretty awesome. 
Um, but I'm going to start working on Tuesdays now. So just going to work later on that day. And then Wednesday's a really long day. So we start at 8 in the morning. And we're done around 5. And it's all, it's the clinical skills class. Um, it's EBP, which, as you guys know, is super fun. <laughs> and then we have biomechanics. Um, so Wednesdays get pretty long. I try to, like I said, review things on that day, but that usually doesn't go very well. Um, but I recently started attending yoga, which has been amazing. So I try to do that on Wednesday because I usually need that break. Thursdays is when I had an exam this past Thursday, actually. I think it went well. It was my first um, human phys in Paso. And we were all really nervous just because we didn't know what to expect. But it ended up being fine. So I hope, uh, I hope I do well on that one. And then after that, I have. So on Thursday, it, it, I get really sad on Thursdays because technically we're supposed to be done at 11 a.m. That's our only class that day. But I have my master's class at 4. So from 11 in the morning to 4 p.m., I just have a really long break. And I can't come home because I have an hour commute. So I just end up studying usually on those days. Um, we had a we had a students association meeting this week as well because the DPT um, SA, so students association, organized a picnic for all three classes. So we had that yesterday. That was really fun. That's another thing I really like about my program. All three classes are very um, very involved. They, the second years, like, always check on the first years, make sure we're doing okay, if we ever need anything, that we're transitioning well into the program. So it's always nice to have um, little events like this. And I'm, we recently selected uh, executive boards from our class, and I'm the secretary. So one of the big things that the secretary has to do is send out newsletters every week. And right now, the second year secretary is kind of in the spotlight and she sends out um, the newsletters and I just help her with two parts. I, I help her with the research part of it because we have a little section where we talk about the latest research. So I do that. We do like memes in the newsletters. So that's always fun. But yeah, and then Fridays, we don't have any, we don't have any classes on Fridays. So that's our outside of class learning day. So um, some people have, um, clinicals that they go to, the little ICE experiences. Um, I would like to start working again, like I said, so I might start working on Fridays as well. Other than that, that's just a good study day to have um, a day that I don't necessarily have to go to campus. Um, but yeah, I just try to, but on Fridays after 3 p.m., I try not to do any work and try to just take some time for myself and spend time with my family and friends because the week does get overwhelming and it's hard to it's hard to go to school, go to the gym, talk to family, drink enough water, sleep well. So it's always nice to have these little breaks in the week where I can recharge. So yeah, that was my last week, guys. Absolutely. That's a lot. Um, but you know what? Every student who's listening right now and is currently in a PT program. They understand and they can relate to that. <laughs> it yeah, gets intense. But you're doing a great you job. Guys? That's okay. a, what, <laughs> it's a rarity for people to ask us I know. questions. 
Uh, <laughs> Wait, is it okay for me to ask questions? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Ask, yeah. Yeah. Ask yes. away. What was, so how do we manage, like, all the things? Yeah, like, just being, like you said, you know, being in such an intense program, we, we all have so much on our plate. So what do you guys do to kind of disconnect or manage? I know for me, I may like, I love talking to people. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll make it a priority for myself to like reach out to, um, I have a few like students in other programs. We have a PA program at my, um, at my program or at my school. And so, um, you know, like during the day, if it's during lunch, I'll reach out to one of them and see if they want to have lunch together or, um, just talk to other people. But in regards to like scheduling, I've had to just use Google calendar because it is awesome. And just time block because so much goes on during the day. And like, if I block out study time and then I block out time, like, you know, to like have dinner and kind of have that time to myself, like you said, which is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps the days be man- ma- uh, be manageable. So it feels like you've accomplished everything for your day. And um, yeah, I feel like the weeks go by fast, but the days are slow. <laughs> um, and yes. for, for a lot of students, they, they can relate just because you're like, oh, it's Friday. I don't have class on Friday. And it's actually really great for people who don't have, like for all of us who have, who don't have class on Friday. And it's actually a really nice break to study, get some extra study time in, and then just start your weekend, just kind of chill out. But yeah, it's, it's definitely nonstop usually. (laughs) What about you, Sarah? Always more to do. Look, a doctorate level program, there's always going to be more to do. Like you can always do more. Does that mean you should always do more? No, <laughs> um, you need to take time for yourself. So it is great to have Fridays off if you have Fridays off. Unfortunately, first year, I did not have Fridays off. Um, I don't know about you guys. You didn't have Fridays off in the beginning, did you, Gabby? Nope, yeah. I did not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say people can't <laughs> hear you shaking your head, but I could see you. Um, <laughs> so... The difficulty about first year is that you feel like there is no time for yourself and it's very easy to get burnt out. And that's when a lot of people don't necessarily make it through. Um, And so the way to kind of combat that lack of time or perception of no time is to, like Abby said, write it all out, get it in your Google calendar, write it down in your planner, whatever you have to do. But you've, it sounds excessive. Uh, sometimes just because, uh, Gabby and I, obviously we're running this business and this podcast together. So when people are trying to schedule with us, like we have to make sure our calendars are blocked off for our class times and our study times. And then outside of that, we can chat with people like yourself and we love this. This is our time to refresh. This is our time to not think about what exams are coming up this week. So I think this is amazing to refresh, chat with people, get your mind off school, and uh, get ready for the next week. Yeah, that's so awesome. I can just having that creative outlet um, is really nice. And this podcast is definitely a great way to do that. 
good to see you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it really is the highlight, like, of our weeks, and especially if, you know, it's midweek, and we have a full day of class, and um, we have an episode to record that night. I look forward to it so much, and I, I honestly have done this a lot. I'm just like, you know what? Studying can wait, because <laughs> even if I do have an exam tomorrow, it just, it helps me, because, um, you know, you're not studying all the time and I realized that very quickly after first semester that Mm -hmm. it's not all about studying and taking time to go to the gym or do um like take a class uh like yoga or pilates like that's one thing I do want to change and just take a class that I've never done before and pilates is one that I've never done so that's gonna be uh something but you know just having that refreshing moment, like Sarah said, and talking to other students helps us so much. Good question. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. And one more question for you, for everyone listening who wants to get in touch with you, who is like, we need to hear more about this. How do they get in touch with you? So, um, I have an Instagram page. It's called the DPT Life. So you can always send me a message on that. But <clears throat> sorry, like I said, I'm losing my voice. Um, so you can reach out to me on Instagram through the DPT Life, or you can always send me an email. Um, my email is Jill J I L L dot Tucker T H A K E R at gmail dot com. And I regularly check both accounts. So you can always send me a message. Um, and I usually respond fairly quickly. If it's something that requires me to explain a little more, then we can always have a chat in, through another way. So yeah, anybody who, I'm always open for questions and helping anybody out. Yeah, I know students will be reaching out because there aren't a lot of dual degrees out there and knowing that you are in one right now and going through it, it, it really helps to think like, Oh, I can do this if I do have another interest. And Mm -hmm. it has been so awesome to talk with you more and and, uh, hear your story and what you're doing is absolutely incredible. And I'm so excited to um, hear how, the rest of your program goes and um, into your getting into your master's. So when will you graduate with your master's? Will it be the same year or will it be the year? So it'll depend. It'll depend on um, how I take my credits. So there are going to be a few credits that will overlap with the DPT, um, which makes this program so unique and also helps you save money a little bit if you're trying to do both programs. Um, so I'm hoping to be done with my master's by the end of next fall, but that's, it all depends on when I feel comfortable with taking certain classes. So because I didn't want to take classes in the summer, I put the master's on pause. But as long as I finish by the end of, uh, my goal is to just be done my master's before the end of my DPT program. Got it. And that would be nice too. And I guess we should have asked this. What is the end goal? We can kind of move this to the beginning of the episode, but what is the end goal of 
getting your dual degree? Like for people who are wondering, what are the pros to this? Like, why should people do that? Mm -hmm. So the main reason that, um, like I said, I wanted to do both is because of my interest in neuroscience and in that research. So as I'm getting to learn more about PT as well as research, I would love to be a part of a research facility. And maybe I, in the beginning, I probably won't have time to be a full-time researcher as well as a full-time clinician. So in the beginning, I'm sure I would just be a practicing physical therapist, but I would love to stay connected to the research side of the field. And that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to do the master's because then if I want to specialize, if I have that research background, I think I would be more prepared um, and more comfortable in that type of a setting. And down the line, if I want to, let's say, practice per diem and be a professor or be, just be a researcher, be an instructor, having that master's under my belt would kind of give me a leg up and allow me to conduct research as well as, and then if I have to take some continuing ed course of courses, um, it could allow me to just be DPT faculty and maybe have my own lab and teach at the same time and practice on weekends. There's, I just can't imagine myself having one job. So that was one of the big things that I had to think about when applying to grad school because I didn't want to do something where okay, I'm just going to go to work nine to five, come back and that's it. I just, I don't have personality to have that type of a lifestyle. Um, I need that diversity. Even right now, I can't, if I was in just the PT program, that would still be wonderful. But I really like the fact that I have my master's, I'm involved in extracurriculars, I can work. So that's that's kind of the end goal. I would like to have multiple streams of streams of learning, basically, because even if you're working, you are constantly learning. So I like I want to have that diversity in the future, and I think having that master's is going to be a good um, tool in my toolbox. Excuse me. I like how you said multiple streams of learning. Um, instead of multiple streams of revenue, although they are very much the same thing or can be the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really cool that you acknowledge it is a stream of learning. You're learning so much when you're doing so many things. And it also mm -hmm. allows you to have so many options for work for whatever you'd like to do. And it's a great diversity for your future career. Thank you. Yeah. I and love it. Go ahead, Gabby. Oh, no, I was going to say um, that's so, so amazing. And to know that you have the opportunity to do that where a lot of students um, are not, you know, may not be familiar with the dual degrees, but to say that you're actually doing it and you'll be one of the first in your program to do that is incredible. And that's so cool to hear. So. I'm really glad I can put the word out there and encourage people who, even if, 
even if a school doesn't have a dual degree program, it's always a good idea to call up the faculty and discuss your interests with somebody. Because at the end of the day, the educators want to see people succeed. They want to help you get to your goal. So if they can help in any sense, even if it's just how do I access the application, they would be happy to help out. That's one thing I absolutely love about Temple. The faculty is so, so helpful and so approachable. They will do anything in their power to steer you in the right direction, help you out, give you any advice you need, have that phone call. Because when I had my first phone call with the director of the program, it cleared up so many things in my head. It gave me confidence to even dream that, hey, maybe I could do a dual degree. Maybe I can combine these two things. Because no website ever told me that. No forum on any student forum told me that I could do this or, hey, there's a university out there that could do this. So always reach out, ask questions. That's, that's the way to, it clears up, clears up a lot of things, gives you, gives you direction. Definitely gives you direction. And we're so grateful to have you on the podcast. So we just want to say thank you for coming on first and foremost. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. Yes, we are so excited that we were able to talk to you and we can't wait to hear um, what's going to be coming up next as we all go through and, uh, and go on this uh, crazy ride of PT school and um, with your master's. I look forward to all your podcast episodes and maybe once in a while I'll, I'll send you guys an update. <laughs> yes, we'd love to hear yes. it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.